The following audio was recorded during a meeting of the Department of Offense. It is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or anyone with actual taste. You have been warned. Jane Goodall motorboating a gorilla's floppy milk. I would make a lot of rectangles. I could never do squares right. We all had to put pants on this week because you're here. And now it's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 90 of the Department of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Am I here? Am I really here? And Eric. Carlos is getting very existential on us. You should turn that down. Oh, I'm going to. Mute. <laughs> and Miles. You didn't sound quite as excited that I was here. We're not excited. Oh my God, Miles. Really? <laughs> now who's insecure? Bitch. <laughs> Really, I thought he was too excited on my part. <laughs> I would have been like, and Miles. And Miles. He That's does. what I usually do. Yeah, yeah. it is. Because it's entertaining. It entertains <laughs> it is, me. It is. <laughs> All right, Carlos, what have you been up to this week? Mm, surfing the web, trying to sleep, which is not going very well, generally. Yeah? Yeah. I get, I've been averaging about uh, five hours a, a day lately. Cool. Generally split between two parts, two, like two and a half hour sections of sleeping so it's been a little off okay were you looking at yourself and i was i was like like, damn "Damn, who's that handsome guy oh that's right there yeah look at that (laughs) would you fuck me i'd fuck fuck me me. i'd fuck me hard (laughs) miles what have you been up to this week uh not a whole lot just work again just work again just working again working 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 in and street corner still treating you well Yes. Well, that's that's surprising. The, the corner of walk and don't walk if you ever <laughs> want to give me a, a shout out. Eric? Uh, I've been catching up on the new seasons of TV shows, like The Arrow yeah. and The Flash. Dude, and, Arrow, Flash, uh, good stuff. But I really think the the knockout this year is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, dude, it's been Season so... Season two has yeah. started so strong. It's been so rocking. They've, they've taken the momentum that they had at the end of last season, and they're just rolling with it. You just it's fantastic. And it's great how, like, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't, you know, like, really an agency, quote-unquote agency anymore. It's just, like, them which it makes it even more badass with the like the stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder where they get all the money from. Ah, uh, stealing it or something. Magic yeah, TV, I guess, I guess. selling drugs, maybe, probably. I bet Coulson would sell some drugs, right, to children in it's elementary schools. Cool. His alien-powered drugs. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have been up to a variety of things. I went to this. Uh, well, first. I've been buying some wedding clothes because after the show today, Carlos and I are going to a wedding, and so we've been no, it is debating. <laughs> yeah, you should have uh, probably uh, clarified. No, yeah, we're, we're getting married. We've Carlos, we've been living together for five or six years now. Common we might law. as well just fucking yeah. tie the knot. You are almost. I don't want to be bolt be chained to you though. Oh. oh, you don't want to be chained to me. I don't want to be chained to you, bitch. You sound like an old married well, couple. I guess that solves everything though. Then. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We're, we're Weddings off, married. guys. Weddings <laughs> off. Do we still get to have the kick-ass party? Yes. I hope so. You bought Maybe. the cake. Yeah, you already paid. You already paid for. No, the there hour is no cake because Carlos doesn't yeah, like cake. We got cake. we got a big cookie instead. Wait, you don't you don't like cake? No, this is a revelation. No, he doesn't like cake or pie. Pie has to be very sparingly. Wait, wait, why are you friends with him again? I don't know. <laughs> well, at least in the, in the, if there was like, for example, if we were in a room and there was a cake. He could eat all the cake, and th- then he'd be ahead. He makes a good point. I don't right, want to eat all the cake. That's a lie. I'm saying you could. He's g- yeah, he's giving oh, you yes. the option. The cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. There we go. Statistically, there is more cake for everybody else video game if I don't like cake. So would you eat cake or pie first? Or feces? It uh, depends on the pie. Cherry pie. And the cake. Cow pie. Cake is uh, velvet cake with cream cheese frosting. Ew. No, uh, I th- probably That's go gross. for cherry. Pie what about first. confetti cake? The fun what is that stuff? like? Just made out of confetti? Yeah. No, it's got it sprinkles inside yeah. of it. Well, what what it's about what about German chocolate cake versus uh, French silk pie with with it with a with a with like a coconut frosting? Ooh, yeah, I'd eat both. All right, uh, I don't know. I'd probably go with the German chocolate one. Here's one. Would you guys rather eat a cow pie? Or horse biscuits. Or, no. <laughs> a cow pie. Or Denver or oysters. A, uh, <laughs> Rocky Mountain. Oh, Rocky Mountain oysters. I would rather eat Rocky Mountain Or a oysters. toilet cake. 
I, uh, well, I a think urinal that, cake? I, th- I think that urinal cake might kill you, so I would just go with the <laughs> horse shit. The horse shit might kill you. You don't know what kind of bacteria is in that horse shit. Well, actually, actually. And ho- it's cow shit. As, as long as it's fresh, it's it's all uh, sterile, so you'll be okay. Horse apple. Yeah. We don't know if it's fresh or not. Well, I'm, I'm It's saying- probably been baked somehow. Or- <laughs> <laughs> baked, baked in the hot Arizona sun. Right. Anyway, so I've been, I've been doing some clothing shopping, which has been delightful. And then I realized I had bought all of this... All of my clothings, and I realized that I needed a new hat. So yesterday, I went to the Mall of America with my good friend Spencer. So, so that's the story you're going with? I what on your new hat? Yeah, that is the only reason I have a new hat. <laughs> there is no other reason. That's not true, and we both know it. No, that's that's extremely you see, true. Some people buy a lot of shoes. Casey buys a lot of hats. I kind of do. He has a hat room. I he do. has an entire room of hats. He could start a haberdashery of hats. I could. I need. I decided I needed to get a hat rack because I have too many hats, and they need to be on a rack. Anyway, not important. So I went and bought my bought said hat. But then we were walking around the mall, and we came across this this uh, store called Vom Foss, and it is the most amazing thing I have ever encountered. So you go in, and they have uh, along one wall there were twenty twenty five casks of liquor. And then on the along the back wall was thirty or forty of uh, just like glass uh, carafes almost of liqueurs, of flavored liqueurs. Why didn't I get a picture of that? I have a picture because I sent you a picture of the casks. I know. I I'll, wanted I'll sh- pictures of both. Well, n- not important right now. I'll show them to you after the show. Anyway, you go in and you can try any and all of them. They give you like a little half ounce pour of whatever you want. You can go back for more and more? I'm sure they would get suspicious after a while. I, don't know. I tried 15, 20 different things. Did you get wasted? Well, I got... I was I was buzzing pretty good. Because, <laughs> like, after a while, the pores started to get smaller and smaller. <laughs> I'm just wondering, how but, quickly did you hit up the food court after? Uh, No, we ended up not eating at the mall. We went oh, okay. somewhere else. But, yeah, no, it, it was amazing. I bought a bottle of rye whiskey. Which was phenomenal, just absolutely amazing. That was uh, distilled in Madison. Really? Yeah. So yeah. So what they what they do is they buy barrels from distilleries uh, from around the world. Okay. And they just sell uh, sell it out individually. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept, and I love the fact that you can try a bunch of stuff. Uh, Spencer ended up buying a twenty year old aged uh, apple apple brandy, brandy from France. From France. He bought a 200 milliliter bottle for $65. <laughs> it's an insane. But it was so good. Oh, my God. We tried it, and it was so good. Yeah, I didn't I didn't try it, but it did smell it, freaking it phenomenal. Was, it was amazing. I like good. apple brandy. It was so good. And they had scotches from every region in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, some single malts, some blendeds. They had some single malt Irish, and oh, it was... If if you're ever in the Mall of America, it is a must stop if you like alcohol. I definitely want to go back to MOA just for that. Yeah, and uh, if you don't like alcohol and you like cooking, on the other side they have <laughs> they have a bunch of spices and olive oils and the creepy that they bath. do kind of the same oh, thing. Oh, I with. love olive oils. Olive oils are delightful. We did not go over there because you were too busy getting drinking. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's it's it's very cool. It, and the fact that it's in the Mall of America was surprising. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's what I did yesterday. They do have that spirit shop up near the top floor, right? Yeah, which is disappointing. It well, it's mostly wines. It it's mostly wines. They do have some cool top shelf liquor bottles. Yeah, but it's nothing that I can't get at say Divine or uh if if it Divine doesn't carry it like just across the border. No, that's true. It, it it's fun to see though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Um before we move on to the beer, I do have a few top of the show announcements, unless somebody else wants to talk about anything quick here. Nope. nope. All right. Top of the show announcements. Uh, you can listen live every Saturday at blindersstudios.com live or watch live at youtube.com slash blindersstudios. Everyone wave at the cameras. There's two of them. Just I'm, on, I'm on YouTube right now, and I will chat with you if you want to chat yeah. with me. Uh, if you have questions, comments, show ideas, go ahead and send those to feedback at blindedstudios.com. And we're gearing up for our second year anniversary show on November 1st. So we want to see you guys there. We're going to have it so you guys can call in. We're going to play some on-air games. It's going to be a blast. 
So make sure you check that out on November 1st. That is at 2 p.m. There's a Facebook event uh, at facebook.com slash Studios. so get on top of that, guys. RSVP. Uh, and Homebrew Bound is now live every Monday at 8 p.m. CST. We did our first live show on Monday, and it was a yes. lot of fun. So if you guys have any homebrew questions or just uh, comments or want to add your insights to the discussion, uh, hop, in li- uh, hop in the chat and check it out. Well, those aren't the only d- days that we have a live show bro- uh, broadcasts because we also have sometimes we leave Mixler on. So they can tune in any time of the week sometimes. <laughs> yeah, except Mixler fixed that. And if I don't buy the premium, which I haven't, I'm limited to an hour at a time broadcast. What? And I know. But I kind of like it because then I can't for, I can't forget to shut it but off. Unless, only an hour? Yeah. So, well, so we have, we have some uh, Department of Offenses that go over. And yeah. so what I'll do is I'll stop it at an hour and then just start it up again oh. and I get another hour. That works. Yeah. Beat the system. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's try the beer that we have in front of us. Uh, we have Wells Stiffy. T- stiffy. Stiffy. <laughs> st- well, we have a Stiffy. <laughs> Sticky Toffee Pudding. Well, I looked at myself in the computer screen again. Ah, yes. And, man, it. I am looking good. Sharp. That's right. I'm tied up. You should play ZZ Top Sharp Dressed Man for yourself right, right. now. You should not. <laughs> all right, anyway, so it is a Frank's beer. Go back. What in the world? Hey, uh, what? Go back. This app is terrible. Okay. It is a uh, English brown ale brewed by Wells and Youngs in England. So it's an import. Yep. Delightful import. Who are the same people who brought us the banana bread beer? Banana bread. They have a Dub- chocolate. Double yeah, chocolate double, double chocolate stout. Uh, which, those two together, delightful. Yes. Uh, yeah, it no. It's like a banana pie. Wells and Youngs, I I'm I really like. I, are you okay There's there, a bug. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's 5% ABV. Uh, Eric, why don't we start with you? Um, well, first off, it, the smell, it, it smells like uh, some kind of delicious breakfast treat. Uh, it definitely has that toffee caramel smell to it, mm-hmm. and I like it. Uh, I haven't tasted it yet. Let me taste it. It's probably going to be sickingly sweet. It's actually not bad on the on the sweet side. Oh, I like it. It has that, oh, the good toffee flavor, like you actually really taste that. Like it's, you're biting into like yeah. a freckler's edge. Oh, yep. nom, and then nom, it's nom. got a, a good little malty finish. I, li- I like this. This is good stuff. This is something that, uh, like a dessert beer that would be good after like a big hearty meal or something, mm-hmm. you know? It's Carlos? Got, a, got a good mouthfeel. I like it. Uh, It's pretty good, actually. Actually, I would say it's better than their, uh, their double chocolate stout or their banana beer. Really? Yeah, I'd rate it above those two. Okay. Why? Why would you rate it above those? I don't, like it's not too sweet. It's uh, the flavor is uh, different, but it's also it fits the beer. So okay, just it comes together really well. It really does get, get have that pudding taste, though. It does. It, yeah. There is there is a pudding characteristic there that I can't quite put my finger. Maybe on. they mix in some <laughs> Jello mix, some <laughs> Jello pudding, some like mix. vanilla Jello or something. Uh, all right, uh, Miles. I uh, can't remember his name for half a second. Wow. Well, you know, you insulted wow. my hat, so I hit <laughs> I did you now. not. I did not. That was uh, me. No, I, I, it's surprisingly good. Uh, this is yet another example of them taking different types of flavors and successfully putting it into a beer uh, without making it gimmicky. So you clearly get the, the sticky toffee pudding aspect of it, but it's also still a beer. Uh, yeah. it, it's very drinkable. Um, it's nothing that's going to you know change your life, but... You know, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a good beer. Um, I mean, it only comes in a four pack, and yep. I think it's like it's a five percent beer. Which well, is, and it's it's like nine or ten bucks for the four pack or something. So I mean, it's yeah. not a cheap beer. It's surprisingly it, dark for what you'd think yeah. would come out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a brown ale, it seems very dark for the style. But it's probably I guess uh, it's, the toffee. It's clear. Yeah, you it's, can see through it. It's the toffee that does that. So I'm sure. I don't. I don't think it's out of style. I just think it's on the darker end of the style. No, I'm just saying like. You look at the label and everything, and then when you pour it out, it's a lot darker than you yeah, would expected. Yeah, you'd think it'd be like a lighter amber. Yeah. You guys remember those Werther's Originals commercials? Yes. Mm-hmm. This tastes like that old man in that commercial would drink it and love it. Really? I, I was thinking, like, if Bill Cosby drank a beer, this would be what it would taste like. If, if Bill Cosby Bill Co- was a beer. If Bill Cosby got filtered into a beer. <laughs> if he drank, a, if he drank a beer, like, this is what he would drink. Skippity dup dup dude. Sweet sticky toffee pudding ale. Skippity dup. Pop-pops. 
<laughs> funny sweaters. Funny sweater. <laughs> when, gotta... did, when did he become British? <laughs> <laughs> After he drank this. What? You never read his biography? Funny sweaters. <laughs> funny, funny sweaters. They're bippity bop bop boop. <laughs> Actually, that'd be the coolest Bill Cosby ever. <laughs> I want to live in that world. <laughs> Where he's British. I just want to hear like five straight minutes of the noises <laughs> and just air that. Yeah, no, YouTube I, it. I think that like the the only thing I can say about this beer, uh, derogatory really, is it smells better than it tastes. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah the, the smell of it is phenomenal. It smells just like a, a fresh baked treat. It smells delicious. Yeah. Uh, but the flavor is not bad. Um, it's easy drinking. Um, it, there's a little bit of a, like uh, that roast like. Flavor gives me a little burnt taste in the back of my mouth. Uh, but other than that, I really like this beer. Uh, it has a 77 on Beer Advocate, and I I think it should be a little higher, maybe like a 79 or an 80, but not a whole lot higher. I think that's about it, right. I think the biggest uh, reason it doesn't get higher is because it's a very specialized kind of drink. This mm-hmm. isn't something like... Oh hey, you know I'm thirsty. Let's get some sticky toffee pudding. Yeah, y- yeah, definitely. Um, no, it it's very. You have to be in a certain mood for it. Yeah, and that probably doesn't come around very often. Oh no, for sure, for sure. By the way, this is episode ninety, which I said at the top of the show. But do you realize how hard it's getting harder and harder to find beers that we haven't tried <laughs> at the at the local liquor store because we've tried you know one or two beers every week. I was in there, I think, yesterday or the day before, and I think they had some new beers in there. Yeah, they, they did, but it's still, like, and, and also, like, ones that we want to try. I suppose. Like, oh, yeah, I could try another pale ale for the 40th they time had, in a row. It, they had a beer that was a collaboration between Smutty Nose and Stone. What was Smutty that? Stone? It, Stony Nose? I want to say it was an IPA, but it didn't say explicitly. It just gave a whole bunch of statistics, and I was kind of in a hurry. Yeah, I I almost bought uh, there was I saw a beer that was aged with Brett in the bottles, and I was like that I hadn't seen there before. Was it um, White Label? I don't. I honestly don't okay. remember what it was called. I, was, I almost picked it up. But I was like, ah, I don't want to buy a twenty dollars beer for the show today. <laughs> that was probably uh, no, dang. I don't work there anymore. It's been way too long. <laughs> I know. You need to start working there again. Right. So we can at least just like get us the inside scoop. <laughs> Periodically, yep. Carlos, what the hell? <laughs> it's flying around and bo- bothering me. All right. All right. Well, Shoe we'll take, fly. We'll, don't bother we'll take Chris. care of the flies later. No, that's actually a lie on your part. They'll never be taken care of. They'll fly around forever. You could take care of the flies, Carlos. That is something you have the ability to do. No. Sounds like really. a gardener's deal. Don't have the motivation for that. And now the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. The News with Casey. The News with Casey. That's me. The News with Casey. All right, guys, I need to preface <laughs> this uh, first uh, story with I really need to fix that. <laughs> So abrupt. <laughs> I need to preface this this first story with the following disclaimer. We here at Blinder Studios do not condone drinking and driving. No, we don't. Even a little bit. Don't do it. It's wrong. It's bad. Okay. We promote Moving drinking on. and walking. That was a good preface for your preface. Thank you. Uh, Louis Rodriguez Neary was arrested for a DUI in New Mexico after he drank six shots of Bacardi and wrapped his car around a light pole. When police arrived on scene, he refused sobriety and breath alcohol tests, so the deputy took him to the police station and booked him with aggravated DWI, damage to signs and equipment, and leaving the scene of an accident. While he was being booked, and this is where it gets good, Louis offered to buy the officers a Mountain Dew if they let him go. A Mountain Dew? Yeah. Well, how do you not let the guy right, go? Right, right. The officers then declined his offer and charged him with bribing a public official. Man. Wow. <laughs> You see, they had diabetes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should have offered a diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yep. Or at least get no, no. But then he would have been calling the cops fat. So. Oh, that's true. You really can't win in that situation. No, well, no, no. Well, the smart thing to do, the smart thing to do, would have been to a offer them a of, choice. Uh, yeah, yes. a, a beverage of their well, choosing. Would you like a Sun-Kissed or well, perhaps the, a probably beer. the charge of uh, bribing an officer will probably be dropped because you know he could he could have a lawyer say that it was a joke. 
But he already has enough uh, charges on it that he can't really uh, get his way out of. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny that that's considered funny. bribing yeah, a yeah. public official. Dude, let me go by you do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when John Thornton visited Doubletree Hotel in Bristol, Connecticut on Monday night, he apparently did not like the mop job being done by a female employee. So he allegedly grabbed the mop from the woman and began, in the words of the police report, mopping aggressively. How does one mop aggressively? With a, with a face. Like, is, is, it, is it the facial expression? That and probably, or is it the like the how you're mopping? I probably a combination. Carlos, have you ever mopped aggressively? No, I, that that does not seem. How could that be a thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as a result, the double tree got a clean floor, and Thornton was charged with breach of peace. Investigators said the 27 year old employee was mopping the floor when Thornton, aged 30, somehow became unruly at the hotel, grabbed the mop from the woman. Uh, Thornton then began mopping, becoming more and more aggressive to the point of mopping over the employee's shoes multiple times. He probably had obsessive-compulsive disorder. That's the only (laughs) thing I can come up with. The employee repeatedly asked Thornton to stop mopping, but he backed her into a corner, which is the worst when you're mopping, because then if she walks out, there are footprints all over your freshly cleaned floor. Yeah, that would... would, Kind of on Thornton's side. Yeah, I I would be... Yeah, I would be agitated. Right? Right. Uh, by the time the police arrived, the victim was shaken and crying. Initially, Thornton was charged with breach of peace. However, while he was being transported, he allegedly shouted insults and expletives at the officer and also threatened bodily harm, resulting in a second charge of second-degree threatening. You know what? I just thought how you can mop aggressively. Yeah, um, that, that one movie, um, the uh, toxic guy, uh, the toxic Avenger, he has a mop. And he fights people with it. What That's are you mopping. Talking the about? Toxic Avenger. Have you guys never seen the Toxic Avenger? I've heard Avenger? of it, but I've never. I've yeah, he's never it. ever watched. He's it. a toxic powered superhero with a mop, and he fights bad guys with it. That's how you mop it's aggressively. On, it's on the list of things that I plan on never seeing. I I do not discount that because it's a horrible horrible movie. And there's like eight of them. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. it's on the level of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So okay, yeah. Uh, Tom Sullivan's family should be forgiven if they thought the zombie apocalypse had arrived Saturday night in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's right. This one took place right in our backyard. And do you guys know what happened Saturday night? The zombie pub crawl? The zombie pub crawl. That's right. Uh, That's bound to happen when a drunken zombie Santa breaks into your home. Officers were called to the Sullivan residence around 9.45 p.m. after getting a call that a strange man wearing a Santa suit and looking like a zombie had barged inside the house. Upon seeing the bizarre costume, Sullivan's 16-year-old daughter locked herself in the bathroom and called her parents. The 14-year-old son fled the house to get help. The person in the Santa suit wasn't a zombie uh, without a brain, but a college student drunk out of his mind. Brock Quinn Johnson. He kind of sounds like a douche, Brock right? Quinn? Yeah. That's kind of a douchey name. That's a very first douchey all, name. First of all, his first name is Brock. My dad has a dog named Brock, and Brock is a douche, so. I thought it was Brat. Uh, it was like yeah, I, I heard you say Brat. <laughs> no, it's Brock. I heard Brock. But it, but just his, his first and his last name together made it sound like it was Brat. Brock Johnson? Yeah. I'm Brock Johnson. Okay. Uh, age 21 had apparently participated a little too much in the zombie pub crawl held earlier that day in Minneapolis. Johnson, who attends University of St. Thomas, which is a few blocks away from the Sullivan residence, was apparently unaware of his surroundings when he barged into the Sullivan home. Instead of eating brains... Uh, police said he vomited on the floor and immediately passed out. (laughs) (laughs) Just like real Santa Claus. (laughs) I've had one too many cookies. (laughs) When Johnson was awoken, police said he was disoriented and unaware of his location. He was cited for trespassing and brought to the uh, detoxification center to sober up. Wow. But I love love the image of him stumbling. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Merry <no>. Christmas! <laughs> it would have been awesome if he like hit his head on a table on his way down. <laughs> it would have been awesome if it was like a like a ten and twelve year old kids, like he just traumatized them, traumatized them from Christmas forever, ever. Santa's dead. <laughs> do you know what I would do if I was if I was those kids' dad? I would get them a Santa Jack in the Box that also just like throws vomit when you spin oh, it for man, next they, Christmas. The parents are totally off the hook for Christmas this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Santa died in the, in in the, the house, kitchen. We Did can't you not celebrate. see him? Yeah. <laughs> Santa died everywhere. Right. 
Uh, French conservatives in Paris are up in arms over a recent art installation in uh, Place Vendôme. Oh, is it the green thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been seeing this. Yes. All right. So, first of all, French conservatives seem like an oxymoron to me. But maybe <laughs> That's not. That's like saying French, not coward. Right. <laughs> Uh, the, the piece in question is Paul McCarthy's 78-foot inflatable green object he calls tree. And while it does look like a poorly drawn tree, what it really looks like is, is a 78-foot butt, butt plug. plug. <laughs> it's a giant green butt, butt plug. plug. That's right. Right now in Paris, you can see the world's largest butt, butt plug. plug. La <laughs> Uh, most locals don't really care, but the conservative group uh, French Spring calls it a sex toy and therefore a disgrace to the historic plaza. I would love to see the woman who would be trying to use that. Uh, Why does it have to be a woman? I was going to say, Why honestly, not? honestly, it would probably be a gay dude first because they like that. I don't think it stretches that big. No, I would hope not. It's very big. Yeah. It's a very big bu- bu- maybe bu- the, plug. Maybe the goatsy guy would give it a shot. No, it's too big for him. Too like, big for goatsy? It's 78 feet. <laughs> well, shit. It's, it's come, like, coming it's out like your mouth. Gauge minus 30 or <laughs> yeah, something. Right. right. <laughs> Holy crap. It's so big. It's, I, I, no, it's I like highly recommend that you guys uh, Google French butt plug. Uh, just because I'm curious to see what, what would come up if you did that. But you could probably just uh, Google... Uh, French tree con- controversy, and that would probably be a safer search, especially if you're at work. But if you're at work, please Google French butt plug. Well, yeah. NSFW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While we're on the subject of uh, trees, well, trees specifically, <laughs> not butt plugs. God damn it, Carl. I came across uh, <clears throat> another way that trees can kill you. Hmm. They can plug I, your butt. I, I, I can't remember. I believe it's called a snow trap. So what happens is uh, all the sn- when it snows, like all the snow gets... Uh, packed down in the area around the tree, but directly underneath it, it's still soft. So, uh, skiers and snowboarders will go by, and it'll get caught in the trap. Like, I saw a video of somebody, like, face first stuck in the trap, like, just their feet sticking out, and people trying to get them out. Actually, people die like that all the time. That's actually kind of hilarious. Did you know that, uh, Rick bought the URL we were talking about? What one? Uh, it was like the people against trees or something. Uh, dot com, <laughs> and he also bought the dot org. I believe <laughs> that's funny. So we will probably put up an anti tree propaganda site. I will be able to come future. up with all sorts of fun facts that are not true for it. <laughs> I don't think you can call those facts. Then I could call them facts all I want. That's true. It's it's. I mean, if he's putting it on the website, it's no, on no. The internet. I can that's like true. I can your call the opinion, facts. man. But he puts it on the internet. That makes it true. Because don't you know my boyfriend's a French model. I can Bonjour. call whatever I want a fact, just because I'm you're wrong. Gay. Yeah, didn't haven't you ever seen that commercial? He just came out on the podcast, guys. Congratulations! Thanks. You missed uh, coming out day by a week, though. And I know. So there's a I'm so disappointed. It's okay. He's going to France now. Oh, to check out yeah. that bubble. <laughs> <laughs> no. They join the conservatives over there. <clears throat> All right, so I think that kind of brings us to the end of our news and into our discussion, and to I guess. Set the stage for the discussion. Ebola's kind of a big uh, deal right Ebola. now. Ebola! People are freaking out for no reason. People yeah. I never thought would freak out are freaking out. Like, I've heard EMTs and nurses both say that if they see somebody with Ebola symptoms, they're going to quit their job right then and there and walk away. Like, people are freaking out for no fucking reason. It's It's not airborne. It's, you know... You basically have to swap fluids with this person to get Ebola. Actually, I saw there was a uh, flowchart. No, on uh, one of the Fox News anchors, I think it was Shepard Smith or whoever, like was a voice of reason for a moment when he told what? Ev- when he when he told everybody that they need to stop sensationalizing it. Mm-hmm. That it is a problem. Wait, are you sure this is a Fox News? Anchor? I know. I. <laughs> well, but the thing is, uh, like uh, that that same night, I walked by the t- the TV and it was a uh, Bill O'Reilly sensationalizing it again. So, right. <laughs> so like there was no lesson learned anywhere. Yeah. But no. so uh, I think my favorite was uh, I saw a flow chart. It was um, a flow chart to help to figure out if you have Ebola. You know, and at the top is, do you have Ebola? Then below it it says, um, have you touched the the vomit, spit, piss, or feces of a person with Ebola? Below it, it just it goes directly to no because I. You, you haven't, and then below it says, you do not have Ebola. 
<laughs> what if you got bit by the Ebola monkey? Like the movie Outbreak? Yeah. Anyway, so what we're going to discuss today is we're going to craft a plan for the CDC to take care of this whole Ebola wait, crisis wait, once we, and for all. Are we talking about take care of, like, take advantage of this crisis to further yourself or, like, just stop the crisis? No, both. All right. All right, so we need to start. Uh, I think the first stage of any of any crisis like this is preemptive measures. So, what preemptive measures should we, as a country or people, take against Ebola? Kill it with fire. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, uh, if you're going to try to stop it, give everybody a flamethrower and let them go wild. You want to give every citizen in the U.S. a flamethrower? Yes, even I mean, those with Ebola. I mean, I'm on board with that. What, what are we burning? Are we Ebola. just shooting? Are we just shooting flamethrowers? <laughs> yeah. Walk in front of you, you know, with the flamethrower going on, just so you know. You this can be will sure. replace all the panic as well, because now people are worried about being burned to death by everybody with the flamethrowers <laughs> and their property being destroyed. To ever worry about the Ebola? I think there's a problem with your plan. Ebola is solved. No, Besides, Ebola's not so- No, no. <laughs> no. But if, if somebody was for a second... There's going to be more pants-shitting terror, that which means there's a higher chance of getting Ebola because there's pe- more no, shit. No, because if people, for example, thought all of a sudden, like, hey, this person might have Ebola, they're not going to wait to test. They're just going to jump right to the conclusion that they need to burn them to make themselves safe. Uh, and that then will solve the problem. Okay, because, but uh, then we have an influx of murderers. Yes, well... I didn't say it was going to solve everything. He didn't say it was a smart It's not going to cause world peace, no. But, I mean... It's- yeah, that, besides, that wasn't part of the stipulation of your question. You just said, solve Ebola. Yeah. Ebola solved. Everyone with... Okay, all right. So, I guess our preemptive measure is... Well, <laughs> wh- why, don't, why don't we just uh, set up a flame... Th- why don't we just give TSA flamethrowers? And they can just burn people coming off of airplanes. <laughs> Look, TSA does not have a lot of good sense, so we can't do that. No, they're just going to burn everybody. They'll burn some people. I mean, we could we could just skip they the no, we could just re- skip the entire thing and just blow up airplanes. Just, well, just just like terrorists, instead of you know um, frisking the guy with the wrap around his head and a big beard and shifty looking eyes, then he's gonna you know they're gonna flamethrower your grandma coming from Akron, Ohio. Well, she shouldn't be coughing on an airplane. That's true. It was but no, fault. no, I'm I'm just saying like Actually, TSA. It was your grandmother's fault. That, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but well, that's besides the point. Thanks, grandma. All right. Well. So here's the thing. What if somebody with Ebola is really good at using a flamethrower, and then they have their flamethrower in one hand and poo in the other, It'll and they're be throwing poo? Mob mentality. You know, like a thousand I, no, to one, they're still going to lose. Your flamethrowers do not solve Ebola. <laughs> they just create an entirely new issue. <laughs> now we have flaming Ebola. Yeah, you have you have, re- you have flame retardant Ebola now. <laughs> With all the loss of uh, food and crops and property. People like, will starve. So that will also help solve the Ebola problem. We'll, we'll, no, it's not. We will no, burn it we're to gonna death become, and starve it after. We're going to become West Africa. And there's not, we're not going to have any food, that shelter, and we're going to have monkeys for some reason now. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because they'll escape from zoos. We're and we're not going to be like West Africa at all. West Africa is not on fire. <laughs> so we're going to be worse than West be. Africa? Wait, should we send the flame? We're going to send ourselves back to the third world. There there are more people in West Africa that have Ebola than there are in America, so shouldn't we send the flamethrowers to them first? No, To America, see if it works? America's all about... Us first, so that's not going to happen. Well, okay, so how, how about this? A li- anybody who still is deciding that they want to go to Africa, give them the fire, the flamethrowers. All right, you can't, all right, all right. So can't this, carry a th- this preventative a thing is supposed to be preventing Ebola from coming to the U.S. in the first place. Oh, I know. In the first place. Yes. Oh. So we burn all the West African airports with flamethrowers. No. No, no. Yeah. but we're, we've given all of our cities. No, that would start a war. Wait. We have to burn down our airports. Dude, no, 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 but no. it's we, West Africa. They can't go to war with us. They would die in like a day. We would, but it's a horrible. Those are like war crimes. No, we burn down our airports because that's legal. No, it's not. <laughs> it is no, somewhat legal. I'm pretty sure it's written on a law somewhere. It is illegal to burn down airports no, actually, for anybody, period. No. Seriously, guys, don't do it. You'd be surprised with the don't make laws. So are you, saying, are you saying martial law first? That way we can light our airports on fire? I don't want Marshall to be in charge. I don't trust him. Not that Marshall. I think we should poison the Nile. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 
We're not talking. We're not talking about West Nile here. We're talking no, about no, no, Ebola. No, no, no. Poison the Nile. Start killing everybody in Africa so they can stop having Ebola. I, I, I feel like this horrible. is just very. This is turning, <laughs> this is turning racist. This is yeah, turning that, very dark. Yeah, that's really racist. You How about just we just ground airplanes? Or tell you what, if you go, if you go from America to Africa, you can't where, come back. You can't come back until the Ebola crisis is, is over. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, logically. Like it, without with all joking aside, that's what is the first step that makes the most sense, and it's a shame that the CDC hasn't done anything. It about makes this. way more sense than flamethrowers. Like, yeah, why, why, why let I people go know. over there? Flamethrowers is kind of a smart knowing idea. it's or, an epidemic, or and then they allowing they them can to come back. they can come back, but everybody on that flight has to they stay in quarantine, quarantine, right? Until we're or, absolutely sure that or there's you, no. You quarantine them at the airport, you know, like instead. Of, oh, before they, yeah, before they, these people. But we, we can't back. we can't enforce that in foreign soil. Uh, yeah, but well, the CDC, you know, could work with you know other with the WHO, yeah, you know, UN and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that all joking aside, would make okay. sense. Okay, so let's say that our our flamethrower plan and our quarantine plan have failed, and there is a massive outbreak in the U.S. Well, there's a good news with that horrible news. Is that means that you're that using that obviously now you're going to be it's already over, so you, now it's time to start just putting making sure that you come out ahead. So you start using your political strength to start causing even more panic, nationalize it even more, and just keep pushing and pushing until you get more power, and then you can declare yourself I don't know dictator of America or something by saying that you solved everything by using flamethrowers because then you introduce the flamethrowers. No, you we, are, which is actually one of your amendments that you can have. That's like saying Hitler solved the German depression by killing all the Jews. Well, they didn't have Ebola. There were a lot of jobs created. When you did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Blind Ninja Studios does not approve of genocide <laughs> unless it creates unless jobs. It creates jobs. <laughs> For white people. <laughs> well, to be fair, we have a whole lot of flamethrower factories to make. Yes, this is going to boost our economy so much. Yeah, but every, once everyone has a flamethrower, they don't need another flamethrower. Yeah, well, they will actually but, because we will release, but, they okay, release no. new models. Yeah, yeah but every you, year you have, you have an model. iPhone that doesn't. You know, you have an iPhone five, and you go to the iPhone okay, six. We can have I, we can have flamethrower four and go to flamethrower five. Okay, you know? so no, no, no. Here's, here's six. We got to skip. Here, one. Here's the thing. Them. Here's the thing. Six S. Right. <laughs> we've we've just drastically <laughs> increased our reliance on fossil fuels because everyone has a flamethrower. And that's when you turn, you release the green version. That's <laughs> that uses a different propellant. <laughs> what, what other propellant? Insecticide. Tree, I don't know. I'm not a chemist person. <laughs> a chemist I don't look person. at. I don't look at everything that can burn because you know I don't want to have the government after me because they'll look at my search history of what stuff can burn. <laughs> <laughs> How to make the world burn? How can I make? No, you don't want to. Can I make napalm? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you don't. I don't want the government after me, so I don't look up stuff like that. Vaseline, orange juice concentrate, and gasoline makes napalm. By the way, why do we need the orange juice concentrate? Because it's uh, it's real sticky and it Uh, sticks to stuff. Oh, I thought it was for flavor. Well, yeah, well that too. If you decide to drink it, but just make sure you drink it before the gasoline. So I think you just you start releasing alternate forms of propellant. Okay, produced here in. The USA. What happens if you get Ebola while this is going on? How is this? How is this stopping you from getting Ebola? You shove the flamethrower. Everyone around you is dead. No one can come within. Then nobody's buying your flamethrowers. These will, however, cause other uh, outbreaks of other horrible diseases because there's all these dead, burning bodies everywhere. But yeah, which isn't good for anybody. Ebola is probably not going to be the problem anymore. What would be the problem? Well, I suppose then we did solve Ebola. Yes. Yes. We caused we caused the collapse of Western society. Yes. But we solved Ebola. And by that, a lot of the world will, economies will fall in response to that. So. Yeah. So we can. Start you just rebuild. destroyed like basically half the world. Pretty cool. impressive. Wow. With just flamethrowers. I know. That's, Lots. That's really flame. actually impressive. I know. I hope somebody from the CDC is taking notes. Yeah. Uh, this flamethrower plan. It's solid. It seems solid. They are currently working there on the no flamethrower 6S+. Plus. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of flaws. With, with Wi-Fi. With I Wi-Fi. No. And Bluetooth. And Bluetooth technology. <laughs> okay. We're burning just everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Which solves a lot. Do you of think it would come to the, the point? Yeah, but no. But with every wave of burning, you're selling less flamethrowers. 
You you have so you have a law of diminishing returns on your flamethrower profits. No, that's it's, because the price of uh, flamethrower propellant is going to go up. You see, that's so not we're going to start making not up really the, a problem because Ebola is not going to be a, uh, uh, a a massive issue that's causing panic forever because there'll be some other panic eventually. Or so it's only going to be a short term thing. So you have to get the most out of it. Okay. So having everybody buy a flamethrower solves the whole problem right there. Speaking of which, we need to buy stock in uh, surgical masks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's probably a really good idea, dude. Or or um, they have these uh, giant uh, like bag things that it's kind of like a hazmat suit, like a temporary hazmat suit that are actually selling really really well. And there's all kinds of goofy pictures on the internet of people like on a flight, and then there's some like dumbass lady in a in these like temporary. Uh, giant garbage bag, basically. <laughs> you know, they now, also it, have. Are, uh, is it made by Glad? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure, but it probably is. No, it's it made by. Be. It's made by. It's a hefty. It's made it's by a hefty <laughs> product. It's made also, by uh, Fleischmann. It's got it's got diamond rib technology, so it doesn't. They also break. have the top of the line uh, plastic bag overhead stuck in place with rubber bands. Okay. Yes. So, does anybody else have any ideas for after the outbreak happens, besides Carlos's flamethrower idea? We build a bunch of ghettos, and anybody that gets Ebola goes to that ghetto to die. Okay, we're not Hitler. <laughs> oh, damn it. No, we'll send them to <laughs> not Australia. Not Hitler. We'll send them to Australia. No, actually, I was going to say, take Australia here. I was thinking Mad Max. We could we could set up some kind we're of Mad Max. We're going to Mad Max the U.S.? Oh, yes. we could. Yeah. We're, we're going to Mad Max just go the U.S. to, like, the Southwest, like, from, like, from like Las Vegas to, like, you know, like, uh, like, uh, Western Texas. And like, we'll and be, just, how does that help with an Ebola outbreak? <laughs> well, you, at all. You send the people there, and then you film the shenanigans, and then uh, all the money that you make, the proceeds from and like the sales the, of the videos, the you wasteland. use for Ebola research. All this burned wasteland that has been caused by all the flamethrower problems that, that cropped up unexpectedly. Uh, is going to mean that uh, you're going to have that wasteland perfect for some uh, Mad Max. I know. We can set up a Thunderdome and then have two Ebola patients... Fight it out to the death. <laughs> Only one of them gets. You mean the as they're laying there writhing in pain, <laughs> yes. bleeding from their eyeballs? Yes. <laughs> no, actually, by this point, though, Ebola is going to be taken care of because the no, we're, we're 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 talking about alternatives to your flamethrower plan, Carlos. Oh, oh. alternatives oh. to the terrible, terrible, terrible <laughs> flamethrower plan. Hey, I, I, I have not. Wait, heard wait, 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 wait. Hand grenades. No way! Because no. then way, you, no, you explode. If you explode somebody with a hand grenade, then that that I mean, will that's just going to launch Ebola. Ebola everywhere. There'll just be Ebola all over the place. <laughs> it's like it's like um, in in Return of the Living Dead when they kill um, the zombies. Uh, they kill the zombies in the crematorium and they go and burn the bodies. And then all the zombie bacteria go up into the air in the smoke, and then that creates a bigger zombie problem. That's why you can't use the hand grenades because it's going to go in the atmosphere. And it's going to rain down Ebola. That's not how bacteria works, as far as the. It's not bacteria. Well, it's, it Ebola's was a not a bacteria. It's it's a virus. It's a virus. I'm yeah. Zombies, though. Well, I don't. I don't that know, is also know, a virus. Whatever it was. No, not. Well, no, no. In, in that which in that movie series, I, it was it was like a neurotoxin that was developed by the government or some kind of like toxic waste type thing, and that's what went up into the atmosphere. And which one? Uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead. I can't speak about that one. I don't. Know Damn it, Romero. Yeah, he's he screwed up that one. Okay, so I guess is is flamethrowers the the prominent theory right now for how to deal with an outbreak? Uh, well, I suppose. I mean, if you don't want to do that, it, you could uh, not panic. Oh, not panic. Yes. What what a novel? How do you stop people from panicking? Drugs. Should just uh, this is we can dump a bunch right of Seroquel into, into all the drinking Not waters. A bad idea. That's a good yeah. idea. Just everyone get Xanax. Oh now. yeah, <laughs> up the fluoride contact. Put Z- in Xanax. Xanax now. and Valium. legalize marijuana. Oh, actually, as long as you like, make sure that everybody gets their own pipe because you don't want to. Yeah, share yeah, pipes. yeah, yeah. But then, but, but nobody then, is going to go. Marijuana spreads Ebola. You hear but, to hear first. But then are, nobody's going to. Nobody at all is going to. Uh, be going out anywhere. They're going to sit around, eat Cheetos in their homes, and not not go worry outside. about Ebola. Uh, dude, they're I'm not going to. They can't so spread stoned, it, but it sucks. Not I'm bleeding it. from my asshole, but I'm stoned. They, bro. Could, that, they would not catch in the first place because they wouldn't be going out among people who would have it. That's they're not going to be traveling. So we turn the entire country into stoners. Yes, 
Yeah. Just a giant pot cloud over the U.S. That'd be awesome. It's, it's like the Dust Bowl. <laughs> Only, the Only pot way bowl. better. <laughs> the Must Bowl. Instead of people going hungry, they're just getting the munchies. But how would you settle the munchies issue? Would you you no, would no, have no. to have supplies of? Oh, food. we would no, deplete no. our food stores so yeah. fast. Funyuns and Cheetos would be would, like you'd have to buy like a stock in Little Debbie. Yeah, yeah, and Hostess, and Hostess. Okay, so let's say the we've we've dealt with the outbreak either with massive amounts of marijuana or flamethrowers. Why not both? Or both? We burn marijuana fields with flamethrowers. Everyone gets high very very quickly. Yes. Anyway, so. How do we rebuild society after the Ebola outbreak? First, first what makes you think you want to rebuild no, 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 society? No, 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 with hemp. Why don't you want to rebuild society? Why would you want to? Okay, Carlos, so Carlos, Carlos is, is like Mad Maxing it now. <laughs> now. Now is when Carlos's Mad Max plan comes into play. I'm just saying, like, why would you want to? It's his five-year plan. Uh, well, because uh, society seems like but a pretty it, good it thing. it failed once. It'll probably fail again. Yeah, it it failed once because we gave everybody fucking flamethrowers <laughs> to is, fight a disease. Which is a problem of society. <laughs> Instead really. of using doctors, we used fire. It's a problem of society right <laughs> there. I agree. We're like to- totally think about this from like like, a medieval perspective. <laughs> we're like <laughs> religious extremists yeah. over here. We don't know what lick about science. The, the only thing left is Scientology <laughs> yeah, and right. fire. Oh, man. <laughs> what a hell. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out your dad. <laughs> Okay, so how do we rebuild? Like, after all this panic and whatnot. You build Ebola-proof castles. What is an Ebola-proof castle? One Uh, with flamethrowers for a moat. It's a castle where you don't let anybody from West Africa in. Like, you, anybody, like, coming in, like, oh, hello, I'm from West Africa. Then you fucking lift that drawbridge up and you're like, no, you stay out. But what if they're not sick? Well, that's too bad because they could What if they're not from West Africa, but they already have it? Then you that does not solve. Really then they anything. were dead yeah. in the, by the flamethrower. Your racism problem. Your racism solution is not working. Yeah, it's Damn not it. really solution. Well, it's yeah. a it's a very temporary solution. What if we have an extreme screening process for people getting into and out of the country? Do you know I, how much how much money that would cost us from our flamethrower funds? Do you know how much money we lost because of the flamethrower funds? Very true. So we have to invest in Ebola screening equipment too. No, because we're, civilizations collapsed. We don't have to worry about the money problem anymore. Oh, yeah. Bottle That's caps. true. There's only like five people. Money has right. no value. All we have to do is just collect bottle caps. Yeah, just get bottle caps. Where? All right, so, Carlos, how are you keeping <laughs> yourself safe throughout all of this burninating? Oh. He's going to wear an Abesto suit. No, no, that is wrong. <laughs> That's a terrible How's idea. wrong? Abestos doesn't burn, and you're not going to get cancer See, like right away. Everybody else has <laughs> <laughs> just later. Here's the thing: everybody has a flamethrower right now. There's nowhere safe. The world is in terrible danger of maniacs with flamethrowers for some reason. Water guns. No, that also is not going to help. <laughs> what if they're really cool super soakers, like the one with the three nozzles that shoots in three directions? That doesn't seem very efficient for <laughs> or, spreading fire. Or the one with the um that had the giant backpack that was like yes. a twenty gallon tank. Can we can we talk for a second? What happened to super soakers? Oh, stu- super soakers, I believe, are still around. No, but no, like, but like, you know, like the, the bad ass super oh, soakers dude, that were coming out in I, the nineties. I remember, I remember. Uh, you guys might not remember this because I am, you know, a lot older than you. But when they first came out and they had the super soaker, I think it was the two hundred, which was just like the yeah. basic rifle one. Yes, I remember. My parents were telling me and my brother they were so sad that they couldn't get us one for Christmas because like they were all out and they had actually coupons from the Super Soaker company that we could get one as soon as like stocks came back and it was like three months later like they were finally able to get Super Soakers back out that to the does people not make any because they were at all. so popular. That is during the winter. Why would there be? Well, we lived in we lived in Southern Texas, so well, it was still right. eighty degrees outside. Yeah, see. Up here, Super Soakers were only popular from June <laughs> to, to July, the end of June. <laughs> but yeah, no, like Super Soakers were awesome. They were the coolest, man. And now, and, and now, like in the Nerf, winter. Well, I, I have I have a theory of why Nerf is still doing well and Super Soakers are not. And that theory is cell phones. Everyone has a multi-hundred-dollar electronic device in their pocket at all times. That, if you ambush somebody with a super soaker, they're going to be pissed. Right. And it's why nobody throws anybody in a pool anymore, either. Or water balloon attacks, you know, at random. Yeah. 
That's a that's a very good and logical point. I, I appreciate your viewpoint. Granted, and it's not I, fire. I don't <laughs> think a, a single water balloon hitting somebody is going to destroy their cell phone. If oh, you, you hit know. their cell phone, what if with you it? have extremely good aim like I do? I know it might even just bend it all out of shape. Yeah, that's possible. No, it's not going <laughs> to. God damn it! <laughs> You're right. I did not think about that. What if your phone is like the Wicked Witch and it shrinks and dies? <laughs> I'm melting. I don't ever got my phone wet to try. What does Siri think about Ebola? Siri does not have an opinion on Ebola. I'm not going to put Siri on this show. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to ask Siri right now. All right. Okay, so so we're basically going from... We're not really going to fight Ebola. We're just going to give everybody flamethrowers and then devolve into Mad Max. Yeah. Which is actually my solution for a lot of things, but... <laughs> That's all, actually, all this is just an elaborate plan for Carlos to get rid of all the trees. Yeah, because that's the first thing that's gonna go. So Carlos it, created Ebola to get rid of all the trees. That's right, guys. I didn't. We have finally Ebola. we I have just, finally gotten to the bottom of this. Carlos created Ebola. I did not create Ebola. <laughs> I, nearly, I always knew he was a mad scientist. I nearly hastened the spread of panic. And <laughs> just, Carlos is a Fox News anchor. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> I he's Shepard Smith, the makeup guy, and he like tells Shepard like, "Hey, tell the people not to panic, and then I'm gonna rile up Bill O'Reilly, and he's gonna tell everybody to panic." <laughs> And then flamethrowers, <laughs> flame and then no more fucking trees. Your next jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, that would be a little bit more difficult because... Uh, what disease would you use to eradicate jellyfish? I You don't get to use a disease for that part, though, unfortunately. You have to use pollution. Pollution. <laughs> but we're, okay. that, but that, that's going... That's, that's so earth, far. a disease of the it's earth. It's going well so far. Yeah, I'm, wor- yeah. I'm working on it. It's going pretty but well But your so far. Ebola plan is uh, coming up a little too soon to take out all the jellyfish. The bullet was never going to solve the jellyfish problem. No, no, no. But if you take out all the trees, it's step one of a and destroy process. society before you take out the jellyfish. The jellyfish are going to multiply. Ah, you may think that, but there's other things going on. That oh are... no! What else are you doing to take care of the jellyfish? I can't reveal all my plans. All right. uh, I know what he's going to do. We'll he's... wait until the next natural disaster and talk to you then. Underwater flamethrower. He's going to take all that flamethrower propellant that we created. He's going to dump it into the ocean. Every problem, and then he's going to light the ocean on fire. And on that note, uh, if you guys like this uh, episode slash discussion or, uh, and want to support us, you can do that in a couple of ways. Carlos, what is the first way that people can support us? I don't know. Carlos, oh. what is the first way that people can support well, us? Well, there's Patreon. What is Patreon? They can give as little as a dollar a month to help support our uh, very many podcasts. And they can find that where? On our website or at patreon.com. Slash Studios. Yes. All right. Yeah, so if you go to blindnewsstudios.com <laughs> or patreon.com slash blindnewsstudios, you can uh, click on the Become a Patron link and watch the short little video there. It'll do a really good job of describing what it is and whatnot. And, yeah, even a little little as a dollar a month goes a really long way. The other way you can support us, and I would usually ask Carlos, but since Carlos is being difficult today, <laughs> uh, I will just tell you. Uh, head on over to uh, blindnewsstudios.com. Click on the Amazon affiliate link at the bottom of the page. And buy all the stuff out of our wish list, right? No, just go and buy, do your regular Amazon shopping, Aww. and you get uh, your Amazon stuff like you were going to. But in addition to that, we get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon for sending you to Amazon, because we all know that you weren't going to go there anyway. So yeah, let's do that. Uh, if you have any feedback on this show or any of other shows, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or you can follow us on Twitter at blindnerstudios.com. Also, remember that you can listen to this show live every Saturday live, at com slash live or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Studios. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>